Howdy Sam people and welcome to the Out of Sandbox, the show where we sit down and watch Adam Sandler movies for some reason, it sounded like a good idea at the time. This week we are watching the 2002 Lens Flare Showcase, Punch Drunk Love. I am your bitch of a sister, Chris Chewy Maudsley. I'm just another one of the bitch sisters. We could all be that if we like. I am yet another bitch sister. I am your Latino uh, manager. With a weird manager, face. With a weird face. And also, Played I just like to correct you, Chewy, this never sounded like a good idea. Yeah. It's never well, sounded I think like we all unilaterally agreed that it wasn't You a said, idea. let's do this podcast, and we all went, oh, all right. And then we kept talking about it until we're like, oh, okay. Oh, look, we're doing a podcast. This, this happens. Is, uh, this might be fun. We should mention that the other three sisters are here, but they're not going to talk. That's, that's really but I do want to say, but I do want to say that they all do look uh, very similar looking women. They're all yes. a bunch of very similar They're looking not women. Gonna talk. It was well cast. They're yeah. not going to talk because do you know what is a bad time when you've got seven sisters harassing you and that's, calling you a retard. And that's what. Hey, this so, and a big gay boy. Hey, yeah. yeah. So, so this this is a movie called Punch Drunk Love. Uh, give us a give us a roundup, Luke. Absolutely. Uh, Barry Egan is a uh, is a young man portrayed by our. our protagonist adam sandler uh he works uh from what I, he sells novelty plungers uh is, is i guess his job i'm not really that clear on <laughs> his the job doesn't seem particularly Point relevant is, you know he's kind of not doing much of a very timid kind of guy I've got seven sisters that are real horrible to him he's clearly had one of them's all right no she's no, not no she's, she's not, not. <laughs> she seems very little rice cup seems okay at first and then it's like no no she's not she's just she's fleetingly all, all right until she's exactly the same they're all True. just very intrusive and cruel and mean um, they just constantly. Anyway, so yeah, he, he kind of like, he's a very timid guy. Like, he's clearly had a pretty rough childhood with seven sisters that are all horrible to him. Um, and as a result of that, uh, he's kind of uh, neurotic, but well, has, ha- clearly has some deep seated anger issues. He basically seems like he is an autistic man that has never had a good support system, essentially. And so basically, this is a story of, uh, it's just, it's a, it's a little piece of his life. Uh, he falls in love, which, uh, which helps him sort of. Maybe come out of his shell a little and, and sort of uh, embrace things a bit more. And you know, at the same time, he uh, some of the things he's doing, uh, he's taking advantage of a coupon thing to get basically unlimited frequent flyer miles. Uh, he's getting extorted by a mattress salesman. Um, and well, when you put it like that, I mean, that's literally what's happening. <laughs> he's got a lot going on. Uh, it's a, and it is. It's um. I think we should say right from the get-go that this is going to be uh, quite different to what we usually do because where we usually watch dumb Adam Sandler comedies and make fun of them because, of course, we do. Um, this is, PTN I'm just going to say, I'm just going to say, a very good movie. Yeah. Uh, Adam Sandler is a fucking great actor in this movie. It's just a good, it's, it's just a good movie. Paul Thomas Anderson is, is a genius. Uh, he made Oliver's second favourite movie of all time, Boogie Nights. Second only to uh, Master of Disguise, oh, of course. Of course, yeah. I was almost going <laughs> to yep. correct you there, so, but you are absolutely correct. Yeah, so it's um, he's just it's, it's a really good movie. You know, it's a it really really. I, good one movie. of the first things I noted, I think, was like there's towards the beginning of the movie where like there's there's he, there's a piano left on the street, but there's a shot. Not, it's not a, technically a piano. No, it's like a little organ thing. It's got one of them bellows. It has in a there. specific it's, it's name. A, wait, what if Morgan's name was organ? <laughs> we don't need to do that again. <laughs> That's um, such a question. Yeah, it's got a it's specific a name that's, that's mentioned once. I've yeah, not heard of that Because it's, it's a piano that has a um, accordion element. But there's a scene There's a scene like towards the beginning where basically he walks over to the street and he's standing in front of it and it has a bunch of different shots and it's like, oh. What happened in this that? Is, I forgot about oh, that. Oh, there was a car accident in the beginning? That was a crazy car accident. There was a you crazy know, car accident that had no effect on it. No. Well, if I had to well, guess, I would say it was... There's a lot of scenes in this movie uh, where there's things are quite... Um, there's a very intentional like juxtaposition. Like it's like mm. it's this peaceful morning, no one's around, and there's just this crazy car accident. It's like, what? There's a lot. And there's a lot of scenes, um, and I feel like that maybe is just sort of setting the scene for this movie is a bit jumpy. I think this movie also does a really good job with it uses music uh, like very sort of oh, very weird well. music, yeah, Sounds to, to, to music get you into his headspace well. no, of like how Paul, anxious. Paul Thomas Anderson is like that in all of yeah. his movies. He uses music, but it really uses, well. like they would they'd bring the sound up like he would, and then you could hear the talking and it the chattering. It gets very loud. Conversation. All the way around. No, it's, 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 it's almost kind of tribal, like perfect. drums, like really loud. Yeah, it's like this, is, this is like his anxiety, and it's, it's no, very it, makes, it makes you genuinely uncomfortable. There was a point at which where I was like, "This movie does a really perfect um, job of making you feel like you're him in the situations mm. oh, where he's having yeah. a bad time." No, this is this movie. I actually wrote like this is upsetting in a whole new way for our yeah. podcast. Like it's just as opposed to like being upsetting because it's like, why do I have to watch this? It's upsetting. It's like fuck that. That's really no. It's painful. I felt you feel so much sympathy for the character yeah. as well. Like he's yeah. a very fleshed out character because he's this is not within 
We've discussed the sand law canon. What did, it was Chris, sand law, and then it was Chris, sand ha, Chris hasn't experienced it because this is a episode that um, hasn't been released yet, and also Chris wasn't in it. He has now evolved into sand lect. Oh gosh! This is outside of that though. This is like this is not because in the other every other Adam Sandler movie, he's playing a version of himself. It sits somewhere in his spectrum. It's like he's playing just a different version of himself. In this, he's just playing a character written by somebody else that's perfectly but, utilizes his talents, but it's not in the same. What canon. I was, what I was also, you know, saying earlier is, um, yeah, when it has like those, those the shots of him with that harmonium, it's um, it's just it struck me. It's like this is really weird because these are some really like nice, well composed shots. Like these are just the way the camera, like the way it's positioned and the way it follows him when he walks back to his office. It's like this is just like. It's, it's, you know, it's pretty common in a well-made movie, but it's so weird to see Adam Sandler in that context. Yeah. But I think the reason it's particularly strange is comedy is particularly well-known for not using cinematography very well. Yeah, goofy close-ups and, and... Comedy is just... It's usually people are like, no, it's just the words and it's the people and it's like the... It, it, it and it's a lot of poop jokes. There's not a lot of, like, um, physical comedy that uses, like, cinematography. Because this movie is also... We've talked about before how all of them are around about an hour and 30 minutes. This is also around about an hour and 30 minutes, but it feels like it has infinitely more breath to it than any other movie we've watched. It felt so much longer than any other movie yeah. we've yeah. watched. And it's, yeah, it felt longer it. because it's like this actually, watching this movie and all the other movies we've watched is a perfect example of what cinematography does to a movie, like good cinematography. Well, yeah. Good cinematography, good writing, good direction. Yeah, yes, good but particularly, <laughs> I think the cinematography particularly to do with pacing is that this movie has so much room to breathe, but it is the exact same length as most of the insane mm. movies and it like watch. picks up at the end but it doesn't feel rushed oh there's a, there's a, there's a point in this movie and I'm sure that you'll pinpoint it where my heart started beating real fast my hangover just went away my heart started beating and I'm just like yes yes this is excellent like, it's just like a point where because I was I'll admit like as the movie was going on I'm like I like this but it's like there's not it, it's it, it's very slow and then it, towards the end something happens where it's like okay here we go all of a sudden I'm like I, I was I was always sort of I was invested in it but I was just like this doesn't like considering like Boogie Nights is is actually a very long movie, but it's it's like a lot of his and actually a lot it's punchier. Like the the master on the other hand is a very fucking slow movie well, and doesn't have a lot of payoff. Different. This movie it felt slow, but then it gets to that point where it's like okay, no, this is now what it's worth it. Like but something's the happening. Dif- I think the difference with the master and um, Boogie Nights as well is that those are ridiculous characters in fairly ridiculous situations. Yeah. Like, it's in, like okay. Uh, uh, Joaquin Phoenix's character is quite normal, but it's like... I mean, those... he's not. He's a, a massive alcoholic. Yeah, this guy... Like, but... insane level of alcoholic. But this, I guess you could say the same... Like, he seems like a normal person. It's the same as... Adam Sandler's character in this seems, like, aggressively normal. Well, I think... But then he's got a lot of strange levels to him. So I think the way that I sort of view, like, this... And it sort of comes down to... Because, like, have you guys ever think about... It's called Punch Drunk Love. Why would you say that is? Because I have a theory, and I'm... Yeah, I'm I've actually never understood the time. If you actually know because you looked it up, don't say. I don't know. Okay, good. Uh, he likes to punch stuff. He's in. Lo- he's drunk in love. I would say this little punch drunk. Um, because I mean, punch drunk is yeah. It's like when basically you get hit so much that you kind of you seem drunk because you've just. Oh, I assumed it's when you got drunk from drinking. Brain's got bad punch. around. Because uh, that's a drink. And so obviously, like, and this is this is this is a it's, it's a romance a, a, a romance. Actually, it's a I, romance. Never even, I never it's even considered romance. that as not a non-violent. Yeah, no, use of that word punch. It that's could be a completely you, no use. punch. Punch drunk is boxes are punch drunk. I never. Like, they, I they actually brain genuinely didn't being, know that. Too much in the head. I've learned something today. And so if you're not laughing, you're learning. So I so think it's good for something. I think yeah, you guys. What it is? I actually should. We should say that is that like we don't necessarily need to bring this up, but at the time we're recording this, we've had a slight influx of listeners. And so we are getting more. Oh, those two thousand. We are getting more and more. People. I feel like at this point we probably don't though. I'm I get- feel like it's gone by the time this is. <laughs> well, this is the thing. We're getting more and more. If that's continued to be steady, if this is the first episode you've listened to, I recommend you turn around and you go back and you listen to another one first. Let me check out like Happy Gilmore. Billy no, Wedding don't listen good. to Happy Gilmore. Wedding Singer. Bulletproof was actually decent. Listen to yeah, Wedding Singer because Luke's not in that one. Um, yeah, so don't. What else isn't Luke in? Luke's in, those are good. Oh ones. yeah, Master Luke disguise. wasn't in Master of Disguise. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen to just any of the other ones really, except the first one. Yeah. And, and I do, come back and listen to this. And it, once we're so, while we're talking about new listeners, I do want to reference specifically. Um, I know that we're just we're a bunch of dudes talking about dude movies, and we've recently started to get some listeners in the Isle of Man. And I think we're being a bit. I think we're putting ourselves in a box here. 
I think we're going to hide. I like to put like... myself in a box. Guys, guys, is that where you're going with this? No. See that that person. That's the person who suggested you might do be... a fingering segment. You've, I... you've moved on from that. I, I don't you, know what you're talking I about. I think you might be going the opposite of what I was trying to say. I find that hard to believe. So what? I mean, we're gonna we're gonna try to balance things out. It's 2016. We are going to have a lady soon. How soon? Is One that? of them. What in about two weeks? Going to have a lady. Two weeks. One of them ladies you keep hearing about. Guys, guys, we're going to get to meet a lady. Ooh, I've never met one of those. There's <laughs> one Ooh. sitting just there. Ooh, we can touch her. They got, they got soft <laughs> skin. Not like Chris got the working man's You're getting hands. weird. This is getting... Yep. Yeah, this is getting this is getting surreal. Much like the movie. So we back to what week. I was back to what I was saying. Though. I'm, I'm becoming I'm becoming one of them genuine perverts, exactly. like his exactly. sister thinks he is. Back to what I, back to what I was saying. Uh, I think that the title "Punch Drunk Love." I think it's um, because obviously a big part of this is. Uh, I mean, the part of his life is he, he falls in love with this woman, and it kind of gives him confidence in the other areas of his life. And I think it's basically like it makes him like he he he. I no, mean, he, in, a, in a psychological sense, I think he had a kind of traumatic. Uh, childhood because he clearly was the butt of all the jokes and it's like it's a bit and his, his sisters are real garbage people to him like they're yeah. real horrible he's, he's like and a, he gets and he has sort of, he has a lot of deep set issues and and I think and it's, he's able to sort of uh, release them a little so I think it's just like punch drunk love it's like he finds love in spite of being a bit fucked yeah like he, well he's and a nervous and complacent man I'm sure there's, like, I'm sure there's a way better explanation for it he's a nervous complacent man that's like super emasculated and yes. then and this is like a slice of life movie where it's like this is he starts out very like pent up and unfulfilled and then he's got it punched into him basically a lady <laughs> she stick she squeezes her thighs around his face and she punches him in the face and the dick and he's better for it and she says she wants to scoop his eyeballs out. Yes. This movie is like eerily cute. She I, has a weird hairline. Yes. Yeah. I, we, I drew a picture of her. Look how high her hairline is in it. She's got a very interesting hairline. It's Emma, Emily Watson. I think. Emily Watson. Watson. I, think she's, Watson. She, I think she's reasonably well known. Do you think um, you could flesh out uh, something more of a, a, a reason as to why it was titled that? If I were to inform you that one of the working titles... Was punch drunk knuckle love? No, that doesn't help me at all. I don't. <laughs> why would it? He does. He he's does. Pu- that's a good he does like title. Angerish. Yeah, he has, which is part of like why it's a great use of Adam Sandler. Like it's good dramatic chops. Well, that's but the it ha- thing. But it has the classic Sandler touch, which is the no, genuine you know I, anger. Do you know what I realized though? Yeah, I was gonna say this. Then. What I realized this whole thing, like this movie, is him like being quite timid, but when he gets pushed. He gets quite angry, yeah. Um, and him finding a way to direct that anger that is less internalized. It's basically the water boy. He's Bobby Boucher. If Bobby Boucher wasn't a fucked stereotype, it's it's <laughs> it's. I, I I the two working titles that I wrote down were, and was messed up by seven women rather than one. I wrote down a couple of other alter- alternate titles. I don't know if they ever had these. I think they're pretty good. They probably thought about them. Oh, for sure. Uh, the first one was Barry Unchained. Ooh, and bad, then, uh, how Barry got his groove, open parentheses, not back, close percent parentheses, <laughs> open parentheses, in the first place, close parentheses. That one's a bit long. <laughs> nah, but with the parentheses, I think it's okay, because you don't have to read that part. You don't yeah. have to read that. And you can layer it, so you've got the first one, parentheses, and then another line of parentheses. Yeah, it's like a title, subtitle, and yeah. subtitle. But, like, the, the other way that I described this movie was it's like, it's like a nice, it's like a cute but strange meat cute that is amongst... Uh, extreme emotional turmoil and upheaval in a person's life. Well, so and there's great contrast in those scenes where he's like having fun with her, and then there's he has to keep dealing with these crazy situations that yes, are presented to which him. Which I think we need to talk more. About. Okay, so also being a Paul Thomas Anderson movie, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman is in this movie. Oh, right, in peace. And, and always does. And Louis, and Louis Guzman, who's reasonably Louis Guzman, <laughs> who has a very strange face. He's, he's got a very small role. He's, he's, he's usually he's usually quite interesting in these movies. Plays like a kind of a funny character. He has almost no role in this movie. When they were shopping for pudding, it was kind of like he's just. Yeah, no, he, 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 he seems around. moderately deep beat down to the point that he's just like, he's the only person who knows how to deal with Adam Sandler's character properly and that he just ignores all the strange oh, things so he, about him. So yeah, with the pudding thing, like he basically finds this great uh, loophole, a loophole in a marketing in a marketing thing, which is basically like he can spend 50 cents and get like 500 frequent flyer miles. Yeah. And so he's like, basically if he spends like a few thousand dollars, he can get enough frequent flyer miles that he could fly... Yeah, this forever thing, for free. Th- this was the point of the movie where I was like, "Yep, he's definitely got autism." <laughs> well, that bit at the start where he's on the phone, it's like, "What's he? What's he doing?" It's like, "Yeah," but I still don't understand. It's like he, that, the phone calls he was making were about that, like he was yeah. sort of inquiring more about that. But it's like, 
why is he just sitting in like a storage unit next to his work? Yeah. Well, yeah. I, well, I just thought that was like weird, but then I just assumed that was his work. Yeah, so yeah. did I. No, I but think then it, it's like, no, it, you never really see that space again. It was a weird, like he had an office. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But the, whole, the whole thing with his job is like his job is mostly inconsequential. I think it's just to point out that he's got... He's got a strange. He's a bit of a weirdo. He's got, no, no, he's, although, like, he runs his own business. Which no, but is he's got like, like, but he's got like a strange, complacent life where he's just yeah. kind of ended in this thing that's not satisfying for him. He has no zeal for it all. It's just like what he's doing. Mm. He seems like a pretty good novelty know, plunger seller. Though. Doesn't know his product very well. It's a scene that reminded me of the bit in Napoleon Dynamite where he runs <laughs> over the thing with his car and it just breaks. It's unbreakable smash because this is one of the old ones again. Yeah, it, it, it is like there are some funny moments in this movie as well. Um, Not many. No. But it's, uh, I, there, oh, there's just one perfectly delivered line by Philip Seymour Hoffman at the very end where. Um, oh, where he's like, he goes. <laughs> It's done. It's done. Like three it's like, it's done. You fucking pervert! It's done. Well, he's done. actually scared of it, <laughs> which we will get to. Which is great because Philip Seymour Hoffman's character is he's very dislikable. He's in such this a movie. dickhead. Shut um, the fuck up. So he's the worst. Yeah. So he's like he's small time. He's Philip Seymour Hoffman's character from Mission Impossible Three, like hateful and <laughs> forceful, but like real small no time. Vision. Yeah, no <laughs> real vision. small time. No, no real like broad vision like, about no what he wants to do. No one's trying to push him out of a so, plane. They so, are trying to punch him in the face. I think to set that up. So. uh there is one particular scene that I think we can probably all agree is the most like emotionally effective scene where he basically tells his sister's husband, I don't like myself sometimes. Can you help me? And then he's like saying, you know, he basically wants to say, and he's like, he says, you know, sometimes I just cry for no reason. And then he just starts crying and it's like, fuck. It also, it also, it's weird to think about this in the fact that it's 2002 when this movie was made. Yeah. And it's, and it's like, that wasn't that long ago, but I feel like, we've come a great way in dealing with that. Like, these people seem to not know what to do with well, this guy who seems to have like... something wrong. No, like, he, 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 has no, how... he has no support network is the problem. Like, yeah. he's real down and out, which is... There's, there's always... Like, Magnolia is another Paul Thomas Anderson movie that's full of down and out people. I don't know. It seemed really like there was a serious stigma about seeking therapy. I think yeah. it still I is, think though. But I think it's because his family is particularly terrible. Like, yeah, his family are. don't understand any of his problems. They don't understand... Why he is the way that he is, and they it was grossly to be fair. I don't think we problems. never see his parents. To, I thought no, that was interesting. I they, wouldn't like to see yeah. what they were like. To be fair, though, to him, if out of nowhere your brother just smashes all the windows in your house, like all these windows in your house, it, you probably would be pretty mad as your first instinct. Yeah. Um, you know although it's great when she calls and you're like, "Brickle, as well as I just hangs up on her." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, fuck off. Do you know who he actually reminded me of in like the way that he's nervous but then quite aggressive at times? I've just watched Daredevil season one. Wilson Fisk. He reminds me of Wilson Fisk, but like Wilson Fisk, if the childhood trauma wasn't throwing a hammer through a window but through his father, <laughs> <laughs> um, if it was that, and then he had you know a bit more success in life. It's yeah, there's like the, the portrayal. It's a lot of cufflinks. The portrayal. Of cufflinks. The portrayal is at least a little bit similar. They both wear suits all the time. At least in what we see of them. Um, so, oh yeah, so so he, he talks to the... He, talk, he says, you know, basically it's he needs help. Um, and so what he ends up doing is calling a phone sex line just for someone to talk to. Yep. Hmm. Which is like, yeah, I mean, it's an interesting solution. And then it gets to a point where they go, hey, can you give us your social security number? It's like, well, hang on. Because I'm, they straight up... I, I wrote a question. And, and this is the thing. This is the oh, thing. Because I'm like... Called, see, I was like, I'm not American. No, but I even I know like that's a really bad idea. This is not going to go well. Well, the whole business is they exploit... Yes. They, they just exploit down and out. Basically, so what happens is... What happens is he talks to this woman... You deserve He talks to this woman... I mean, that's no, that's a common thing though, right? Like, people that will hire like a prostitute for someone to talk to. But I think it's because the assumption is that also these people, because of what they're doing, how they got in contact this person they're not going to go to the cops or anything because no. it embarrasses them yeah um, and they also might have money if they're like got that money to throw around potentially i mean if they're lonely like they probably you know and they're not spending money on anyone else they're having to call a phone sex line they probably have a bit of disposable income yeah because they're like hey i've got money i don't have love can i turn money into love but like, i have, no, I have no one else in my life to talk to so i probably have all my money myself yeah they're the kind of men money. that go to a strip club to find love so no one no no, I refuse to believe it. No, don't sad, get me wrong. There's a lot of sad people no, in yeah, the world. Like, no, I think that people go to strip clubs this for human... This movie is about one of them. No, I think there are people who go to strip clubs for human contact, uh, to see some sweet boobies, that kind of thing. I don't know that anyone goes to find love. Dude, there is... Like, all the strip clubs in the world are full of sad men who think they're in love with the strippers. Yeah, that's true. Like, that's how that works. 
They don't go there with the intent to No, but it happens. But they just do. It happens but are we talk- because... They're... So we're talking like full-on, not just not lust, no, love. No, like because these are people love. with a hole inside them, and they don't know how to fill it. I mean, we've all got holes inside us. That's where we poo from. That's actually a theory that I had, <laughs> a theory that I had about this movie, is that Adam Sandler's got a butthole and did a poo in the- No. <laughs> the theory that I had about this movie was, this is like we're at the turning point where, um, I don't know if we're going to start to see it soon, but like Adam Sandler's starting to give a bit of a less of a shit about things. And I wonder if like... I wonder if he was cast in this movie and he portrayed this role and he just, he looked inward and found but a he, deep void. No, but there are parts in this where he clearly gives a shit. Yes. He is acting the shit out of No, but I mean role. like this character, like it's like, did he, yeah. did this like, did this movie afford him a new perspective where he looked inwards and was like, Well, based, ah. on, the, based on the relatively unique position I we really are. I really like pudding. Based on the relatively <laughs> unique position we are in, having watched all of his movies leading up to this. We can sort of see where it's like, yeah, this character has stuff where it's like, it makes sense that it's Adam Sandler because yeah. you would assume that, you know, when you're like making the movies yourself, you put some of yourself into the character and there are those reoccurring things where he's always like kind of a, an, a like emotional in sort of an, un- like in an unconventional, little unhinged way. Well, he's often quite down and out in movies and like the movies start with them trying to press upon you why he's having a bad time and stuff, but it doesn't have any of the bravado or like um, humour, mm. but it's a similar kind of thing. Yeah, I, so... Well, okay, so he goes and this, talks to this phone sex girl, and then she calls the next day, she's like, hey, give me money to pay my rent, and he's like, I, I can't do that. She keeps keeps calling him, and now at this point, because he gave a bit of information, like, they have his credit card number, they have his address, they, they know so much about him. They have all of They basically, they're able to track down everything about him with the information that they have. If they, so, if they were smarter than they seem to be, they could full-on steal his identity. So, she, yeah, well, I mean, they're small, they're very small time, so she cancels, um, he cancels his credit card, and she's like, oh, you better not fucking do that, he's like, I'm going to. Anyway, so... She talks to Philip Simmer Hoffman, who's the mastermind behind all of this extortion, and uh, he sends out some dudes to, to sort some, him out. Some creepy... Some white some trash... Creepy, yeah, creepy hillbolly-looking brothers. They look like a bunch of meth yeah. yeah. They look like those brothers in the GTA who just all live in a house. There's 20 <laughs> of them, and they cook meth. Yeah. So, yeah, and I mean, and things... At one point, he... Oh, and he, he meets this girl who he meets, like, through his sister, um, and he likes her. It's, it's kind of... Yeah, it's kind of... Oh, it's the, the scene where, like... Uh, they they sort of just uh, where she asks him out is so awkward. Mm. It's a real awkward like just like hey do you want to? But he's also like it, it's nice because that's when the movie. Oh, it is nice. Thing. It is nice, but it's super I'm awkward. Asian tomorrow, but, would you like? Yeah, to but what I wanted to do is like he starts like, to be so he's like still really guarded, but he seems really happy. Do you it's guys? Like, yeah. It's when it's really nice. Do you guys have any awkward like? I I just, I'm I'm curious because like. I feel like that's pretty common. Like it is, it's a hard thing to do to ask someone out and not be I, kind of an awkward piece I of shit about. I don't have any of those questions because I'm a level below that where I don't do that. I thought you were just going to say I'm a level five paladin. So, <laughs> so clearly, so clearly, asking people out is not an issue in my life. You no, know, I'm like a full-on wizard, which means I don't talk to girls. Um, no, I like I, I'm not terrible with women, but I don't typically ask them out and I don't definitely don't do it in person. Um, so no, I don't have any of those stories because I'm worse than that. See, I, this is like, it falls like the whole thing in this movie is it kind of falls into his lap, Yeah, well, which would normally seem unrealistic in a movie. she's equally awkward. Yeah, she's equally awkward. They're these, these, they're these two people that clearly have problems finding a relationship and they kind of find each other. Well, I think, uh, well, she seemed relatively normal. Yeah, but I I guess she just liked him. I I think she's she's a bit of a weird. It's that, but I think she, I think she probably like, like they're both at that age as well where they probably had trouble meeting people and it's. It just gets harder from well, there. Like all of his sisters are like married and stuff. Yeah, so, like so they're at that kids. age where it's so like Luke's age. They're at that age where like you know, little, 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 little. <laughs> I think her thing is she's like, look, Sing. if I want to get a baby in me, I gotta buckle down and make an effort. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you'll <probably>. do. Um, <laughs> Good mentality. But and that's and that's why because I want to get a baby in me, but I'm a few years off that. Luke's thirty. Luke wants to get a baby in twenty nine. <laughs> Uh, no, no, 30, no. 30, no. Let's let's not run down. A thirty-year-old would say, "Yeah, look, look, or a twenty-nine-year-old cl- who's cl- asked their age." Look, you're closer to fifty than a baby. You're old. He's <laughs> got a point. So are you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> not much though. Not as much as you. You old fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Just technically, that's yeah. True. Whatever, Luke. You got like a career. You're like oh. You, you, you're a professional. You're such an old piece of shit. Fucking, hey, where'd you put your fucking walking stick on your way in, you fucking professional piece of shit? Goddamn look. At the front door. Mm, I got a law degree. I'm going to have a stable income. Uh, I'm going to disavow the podcast if I have to. Oh, my hips. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh. 
Yeah. That was just him, you being in pain. <laughs> yeah, that Typically, awesome. that happens as you get older oh, because your knees go bad and stuff. He's always like that. Dude, I definitely have way He's better, all... like... Oh, yeah. Almost, way better than yours. Like, yeah. Like, it's just... Seriously though, if we're looking at the photos. Seriously if, though, I'm horribly if, weak. If, if any of you, if any, if any, yeah, he's at the gym, he's benching like nothing. If any of you listeners, I'm like, just not even the bar. The bar's too much. I'm just, I'm just be. stretching my arms up and down for the exercise. I would like to say, if any of you listeners have a bordering on creepy uh, interest in us in our personal lives, I think I've lost a bit of. No weight one does. I think, no we, one does, I think yeah. I've lost a bit of weight recently. And if you've noticed that in the podcast photos, great. If you can let me know. I don't have a scale. Hey, you so should I definitely comment saying you look even out. fatter. <laughs> Buy a scale. What the fuck? I just haven't done it yet. I'm not. It's, I didn't say I'm not going to do that. But you just said I have no other way to figure it out. You do. At the you mo- just get a scale. At the moment. You just get a scale. I could go to the shopping centre and put the money in those scales that, you can, that for some reason <laughs> exist. That I've never seen anyone use. Um, do they even exist anymore? I know I what you're talking so. about. I haven't seen No, but there's ones that I think measure your height because they give you more analytics than just your weight. And like they do height and weight, I think. Do you like BMI? I guess. I don't know. I've never used BMI's it. not a good measurement though, right? Because uh, really, 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 BMI, yeah, BMI, BMI is too simple. There's not enough to it. Like you have to do a full, like, there's like a lot of stuff you can do, but yeah, BMI is just like height and weight. And it's like, yeah, you could be, if you were like muscly as shit, like the rock is obese according to a BMI, yeah. but it's yeah. like, it, it's useful if you are not... If, if, if you're like average build, average height, like it's fine, yeah. probably. Okay. If you were to like look but at if you, BMI if you're a bodybuilder, if you're a bodybuilder, it's a gonna BMI of Luke would look like he was really fat and then he got really thin and now he's starting to get fat again. But we yeah, know I'm, he's just, I'm not... overweight. I'm overweight BMI, yeah. but I'm not really fat anymore. Why are we talking about? How did we, how did we get here? I don't know. Uh, you know who's got awkward, a BMI? Adam Sandler, probably. Awkward asking <laughs> he out. He might have been a bit, a bit squishy in this movie. Awkward asking out stories. Um. I mean, did you guys have anything to contribute to that? I don't, I don't really ask girls out. No, you I just, just um, fuck them in your van. I, no, I just, I just hang out with them and then eventually realise... Van. I said van. He's man with the plan for his van. He's got the <laughs> man women. van plan and I'm going to put it in your can. No, I, I don't really ask people out. Inside their boots? I just hang out with girls <laughs> and, then, butt too. and then eventually figure out that I've been women, dating for women years. Are, women are just... <laughs> A collection of cans. That's the way to do yeah. it. Yeah, women are just a pile of cans. I mean, I think, women, I think you got tricked. But... When you think about it, <laughs> a fine. woman is just one of those big oh, piles. Oh, you mean your current girlfriend like big, you were tricked big... into? Yeah. Yeah, I, I remember. No, okay. This Guys, is story... I, I have an important thing to say. Women are just like that big tire of cans that they have at supermarkets. Continue. Okay. That is very important. So, so Chris's current girlfriend, I remember they'd been like, you know, hanging out for a while. And I remember like all of a sudden they were in a proper relationship. And I said to you, I asked you at the pub once. I'm like, oh, so you guys actually dating now? And you're like... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'm like, do we need to talk? No, about we do because it's great. Because this is we talk about awkward asking. He's like, it's great. I go, what happened? He goes, oh, and and I'm paraphrasing. Chris was was much more. Pa- he loves you if you're listening. It's fine. <laughs> but he was just does. like, he was just like, oh, she basically was just like, hey, we're dating now, and you were like, okay. This story does make. <laughs> Doesn't make her seem, but that is crazy pretty much what she happened. is. Like she's not a crazy. I mean, it seems not how I remember. It seems like a very forceful thing. I mean, yeah, because she's lovely. Oh, she's she's great. Salt of the earth. earth. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, Morgan. Uh, you wish to talk about your girlfriend, who's definitely not in the room. <laughs> oh, she can't hear us. We don't need to do that. We don't, we don't need to do that. any of that. It's just it was a silly little joke. Who's um, currently drinking wine with vodka and soda water? So that's the choice that Morgan's made in his life. <laughs> yeah, that is by extension Morgan's fault. Yeah. Because he is the reason that she drinks. Yeah. Clearly. Fair. Oh, <laughs> he didn't change the toilet paper earlier. <laughs> Naughty boy. What's your story, Luke? Give us, give us it. Um, I, the only way I've ever asked out girls well, is via text to, message or back in the day, MSN messenger. Didn't you need yeah, to boy. Shit on a date recently? Oh, 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 oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Luke got diarrhea so, on a date. No, no, I got fucking salmonella poisoning. All right. So, uh, this is not related, but worth saying. No, this is a good story. So I was, you know, talking to this girl I met on Tinder, as you do. Um, and she was like, Hey, she's like, do you want to go, you know, go see this movie? Um, was it, was it punch drunk love by any chance? No. Oh. Uh, no, because Luke was maybe also, 16 when this movie came out. Also, uh, ages ago. Uh, 15. Also, uh, I, didn't, ago. I didn't watch the movie because, uh, well, as I was about to explain. So, I, you know, I get there, meet up with them, I was like, yeah, cool. Get like a, and I'd been feeling kind of like unwell all afternoon. And I was like, this is weird. I don't get nervous about dates. Like, this is, why do I feel kind of unwell? And so I get there and like have some, I get like some food. I eat a couple of things and go like, oh. It's because he had a bunch of 
boiling shit okay. inside of it. It's okay. It's, this is at the time, uh, uh, like, Coles and Woolworths did, like, a recall on, like, salad mixes because they were contaminated with someone else somehow. Contaminated? Contaminated. <laughs> like uh, a woman? Yeah. Women are all contaminated. Uh, and so I, I, um, and I like a coal salad for lunch every day cause I'm a boring piece of shit at work and it's easy. And, Aren't um, you at work? Yeah. Cause no, I, I thought you were saying, I thought you were saying I'm a boring piece of shit at oh, work. Oh no, I just been eating the salad at work. Anyway, so, uh. You're a boring piece of shit. And I was like, I was feeling, feeling real unwell. And, um, anyway, we were having some dinner. I'm like, I'm just going to go to the bathroom. Excuse me. And so I go and I vomit like, like, oh, like so much, like so much, no, out of my mouth. So one end, only one end. And then, did you just go and then, and then I, and then I, I go back to, and I go back to her. I'm just like, I, I'm like full disclosure. I just like threw up a lot in the toilet. I think I might have to go home. I'm really sorry about this. And she's like, oh, that's, I understand. I understand. Um, and, and, and I walked back to my car, uh, thinking to myself, I'm in a fucking bad romantic comedy. Like this is, this is a make you where it's like, this is the montage of the guy like trying to find love and just having disaster estates. Like and the guys, question, the question everyone's thinking right now is. Did you get a second date? I did not. <laughs> I did not. It's because I kind of would feel like I I I, I talked to her a bit afterwards. Dude, you you and vomited I tr- away your chances. I tried my hardest to make it very clear that it was like I like because it's if you think it's it, it seems like it seems excuse. like you're just trying to get out of it, but it's like no, I genuinely just threw it up probably, and then dude, had the roughest night of my entire probably, life. It probably would have helped ever. to vomit all over her. That might have actually been better. I don't think that's true. Well, okay. did, you, did 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 you at one point? Make it clear that she was a nurse too, so she was like cool about it. But like, did you make it so clear that you didn't go there, see her face, and vomit everywhere, and like, like it wasn't because of her? <laughs> I think oh, that that's one of the things when he said that. I'm like, yeah, and then I vomited. Yeah, she was so disgusting. Yeah, because she's not fucking gross. I think, it, I think it may be one of those things where I was like very insistent on like saying, oh, you know, it turns out I've got this people, and, and I, I explained it too much, so it's like. Now it's flipped back over and it feels like I'm trying too hard to explain it. No, I do think the, the other aspect of it is that, like, first dates are sometimes awkward. We should have saved this story for 50 first dates, but go on. First dates should be, like, there should be, like, some chemistry there. It should be interesting. I don't think it helps if at a certain point the girl has had to imagine you vomited. There was some chemistry going on inside my stomach. <laughs> Look... It could, it that could have gone that a lot of ways. real reaction. At least happened. you didn't like shit the bed with her or something. Like that's that is, another thing that, that can is a very good point. That is a very good point. Yeah. Um, you but, should never shit the bed on the first date. That's yeah. That's like a fourth date thing. <laughs> Look, guys, this might be controversial, but you should probably not shit the bed in general. Controversial, maybe. But I'm just putting it out there. That is my belief. I don't know if that's, a, if that's a stance you want to take in a public. Look, I'm not saying it's a stance. I'm not saying it's the official stance of the Adam Sandbox. I'm saying it is my view and my view alone. Look, if, you're going to be a lawyer, though. Is that is that, a, is that a is that a strong opinion that you want out there? People knowing that you're against doing shits in beds. You know what? Maybe it'll come back to haunt me at some point in the future when an employer has, of course, listened to this podcast trying to find out more about naturally, me naturally. And, and is like, no, I understand that you are, you are against shitting the bed. And I'll say, yes, I am 100%. And they'll say, well, we are a firm of bed shitters, my friend. Get out. Get are you saying that? Wait, they do firm bed shits? Is that what you're saying? Yes. Mm. That's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> it's very firm. Uh, yes, sometimes they're firm. Sometimes they're loose. Yeah. If they're loose, you are not welcome in this law firm. Well, if they're firm <laughs> bed shits, that suggests that you've done it on purpose. If they're loose, it's happened and you didn't have any control over that. I mean, like, I think in theory you could do a firm shit accidentally if you like. I don't think that you can. Really I don't think that's how poop works. I, no, I think very... that if you were like, if you were like the drunkest... You could maybe shit the bed. Yeah, but no, but, like no, but drunk shits are generally pretty Depends like, what you've been sloppy. eating. No, in the I next mean, day they are. That hung, like, I mean, you've, that part of it is that you've drank too I much I took liquid. some real gross shits today. I got, I got uh, by the way, I feel like I need to fill that in by saying, I got, I got real drunk last night. I, I wasn't like, going to and two, I did. And I'm very two hungover. of us uh, had a very a punch drunk love evening. Did you guys drink any punch? Uh, I did try some cocktail. I had a peanut I mean, they butter had a punch drunk. I had a peanut no, butter flavored cocktail. Love. I had a peanut butter flavored cocktail. Awful. You're shit. wrong. It was, yeah, it was, sounds really. It was bad. peanut butter and chocolate, and it was delicious. It, was it like sounds rum bad. And like I don't chocolate. want to talk about that. It was, it was real good. It was a punch of kind of, of sorts, and I got drunk on it. Uh, but there was no loving for Luke. I drank a lot of beer, but I didn't. I didn't port. vomit while talking to women, so I'm going to call it a win. Did you shit while talking to women? No. Did you shit in your bed? No. Shit in the toilet? Yes. Guys, that is generally where. That's generally where. Guys, I shit. why don't they have nappies for vomiting? <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> because okay, here, okay. No, let's think about this. Let's think about this. Let's think about this. You're wearing a nappy. It's a plague doctor mask. No, you're wearing a nappy. You do a poo poo. You're wearing a nappy. You don't. I guess you do want the volume. Yeah, you want it away from your face. No, let's. You want it. Yeah, that's okay. No, this is the thing. You're wearing a nappy. You do a poo poo. It's against your butt. It's gross. But like, if you have something come out your mouth and it's like compressed against where it's come out of. No, that's like that's like you can YouTube. People like, and you could like vomiting it. in like helmets or like with masks. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's definitely a fetish. Um, Everything but, is. But we you, don't need to talk about that. Oh well, there's that there's the jackass thing where uh, Preston uh, farts like it, does a little bit of shit into a tube, and yeah, Steven's got the helmet on with the hose going, and he vomits, but he's got the helmet on still, so he vomits yeah. in the helmet, and it's it's real unpleasant. Um, what were we talking about? I have no idea. Post-drunk love. I think uh, we were talking about. It's, it's, it's not a very dense movie to talk about. No, I think tangents are probably the best content. It's looking. Yeah, this is like this. Honestly, if we just talk about the movie, it's just going to be us admiring it in a lot of ways. And I'm going to put it out there. Maybe another controversial p- opinion. You probably don't want to hear that, people listening. It's probably not super interesting. No. It is, it is almost time uh, to do some segments, though. Well, so. no, I wouldn't. Hang on. I'd like to talk a little bit more about the extortion. All right. Um, as, as you do. So, uh, because I want to talk about that scene that I, you know, touched on earlier, but I want to actually talk about it in a bit more detail because it, uh, it's fucking great. It's one of those things. So, okay, first of all, so the extortion, like, yeah, he's getting extorted. He tries to get out. He, like, he fucks off to Hawaii to try and run away from it, like, briefly. And then it gets to a point where uh, these, these, these white trash douchebags, like, hit his car. Like, like T-bone his car. Or maybe they just sideswipe it. But no, they, they hit, T-bone him. They T-bone, they t-bone it. Yeah, yeah. And, and he's fine. Uh, his, his, his girlfriend, like, she's, she's bleeding from the head. And, and as we've said, he has, like, anger issues. Um, and so he gets out of the car and starts walking over to them. And, and they get at me like her, and one of them's got a butt, and he just fucking punches this guy oh, in the face with him. such force. He drops like The a guy bat. drops, it's he rude. grabs the thing off him, and then he proceeds to just fucking beat the shit out of these other two guys. One guy in the car who's like cowering away from me, just smashing the window. And it's like, and yeah, legitimately, I got like adrenaline rush, my heart started beating, my hangover went away, and I was like, Fuck, this is satisfying. It's, it's this super, is so satisfying. It's super good because it's like the whole start of the movie is like a man without He's purpose. He's so timid and like. And then this is like like incensed with purpose. Love, it's really love. Good. And, and then there's a, he has a great. So, and he ends up, he goes to track them down and he realizes, uh, well, he calls up the number and he speaks to Philip Seymour Hoffman's character, who's a real cunt to him. But he says, like, he's like, you know, he's like, I'm going to come for you. And he's like, really angry about it. And then the thing is, because like they've said earlier, she tells him at the beginning, oh, the charge in your credit card will appear under this name, which is the name of the mattress store he runs. He, so he, he goes and finds this mattress store and he goes face to face with Philip Seymour Hoffman and he has this great speech where he's just like, he's like, I, yeah, um, I, your love has given me a strength you cannot imagine. And he's just like, he's so fucking in his face and intense about it. Philip Seymour Hoffman's just standing there. It's, it's the most tense. It's so such a tense scene. Like it pans over and he's standing in the doorway and he's just, I was and like, he's I like, just I, say I, that it's done. And he's like, like I had no idea that's that. and how Hoffman, it was going to resolve. Because yeah, it seemed yeah. like, yeah. And I thought it like that was perfect. That yeah, was and he just goes. Like, he goes. That's that. And he goes to walk out. And then Phil Tomlin goes. Yeah, you better. If I, yeah, fuck. Get the fuck out of my store. You pervert. And he's turns around. What did I tell you? He goes. It's done. It's done. Don't done. I warn you? Yeah, like he's got. He's t- like, I warn you. Yeah, like just, he learns to basically use his anger. He's like, he's got really yeah. like. We also. It's the water boy. He's got very intense anger. Like, like the water boy. He uses. He, his, he, he uses his anger. He threatens issues. to murder his sister. He does. On the phone. He straight up says he's gonna kill her. It was real. Oh, that yeah. was, guys, I'm gonna. That was a really. He really. Crazy bit on the phone. Yeah. I'm going to preface another alternative title. The Water Man. Uh, oh, I got one. Anger Management. Ooh. That's coming that's up soon. Good, the Toilet life. Plunger Man. <laughs> the Novelty Toilet Plunger Man. Uh, what the fuck is a plunger? Yeah, it's Come a fun on. plunger. It's a fun plunger. Also, I said... Why to- do you need them? I said Toilet They're Plunger. They're not something that you see. Uh, well, said- from what I can tell, specific, like the one that was like themed with like money and dice, specifically for Vegas, it's for hotels. It's got well, to be. Like, yeah. Why is it plungers? Because, okay, I think it is. No, yeah, because that's the thing. A plunger. You, you want to have a plunger yeah, in there. Plungers aren't just in hotel rooms. No, but that's the like, thing. You would ask someone maybe to they fix sh- that. Maybe they should be because you're embarrassed about it. Maybe it makes sense to have a plunger, but you don't want to just have a plunger and have someone look at it and go, oh, that's kind of gross when you think about it. But if it's a funja, you see it and go, oh, that's kind of cool. Think, and if I clog the toilet with my dirty shits, I can fix I'm, it. I, I'm without expect, having to call anyone okay, so and make a fool of myself. This may be an unpopular opinion, but if it's a product that is almost certainly going to have get shit on it at some point, you don't need to decorate it or put any bells and whistles. Frankly, it I It should think, be very utilitarian because it might get poo on it. I think that a plunger with a little bl- bride and groom on top is grosser than a, not, than a oh, normal plunger. Yeah. 
It's yeah, like, but gross it's in like a, a different way. It's like a themed, like a tacky. Kind it's like of a, gross. It's, I, feel, I look at that and I think that's probably sticky. There's like <laughs> something about that. That's but it's like a themed, It's like a themed pregnancy test. You don't need to make anything fun if you're gonna piss on it. <laughs> okay, counterpoint. Is that the is that the title of your biography? Yeah. <laughs> counterpoint. I like the idea of like because you say like you know toilets are real simple, but like it's an idea that's been banned about before. Like that toilet that weighs you before enough you poop. <laughs> Because, no, and I say this because, like, people are, like, inherently a lot of people are quite competitive. It's like, you could, I feel like there's something I've heard someone talk about before. It's like, you, you could have done the biggest shit in the world in that day. And you don't know. But what if you could know? Yeah. I would be proud of that. That's the thing. Good. I would absolutely love a toilet that weighed me before and after shit. Yeah. But if it had bells and whistles... And then and you wouldn't have to buy a scale because the toilet could just weigh you. Fucking cards all over it. I don't want that toilet. The toilet's gross. Yeah. yeah, but a lot of people are tacky. I would like it to be a sleek white or silver toilet. Hey, if you're listening and you're tacky, no, no, send no. us an email. So dude, I... dude, matte black toilet all the way. Black and you are. I don't know if I want a matte nah, black toilet. Nah, brushed silver. <laughs> um, Copper. What's, what's... Brass. Gold. Marble. Guys, imagine a Marble diarrhea. Jewel encrusted gold. Imagine Guys. a diarrhea brown toilet. It would, hide all, it, would, it would hide the poop. Guys, let's... Speaking yeah, of, I guess. Speaking of the iPhone 7, how many people do you think already regret going for jet black? Because jet black was fingerprint of shit, the greatest looking thing in photos. But you've just yeah. bought a, a smudgy fingerprint color. I bought, yeah. I bought the non jet black. In all, black in all of the yeah, photos, in all the photos did, that are not photos of the phone, they're three D renderings. Did your, they always are? Did your and also, whose name I'm not going to use? She got jet black. Yeah, covered in fingerprints. Oh yeah. Does Does I'm going to put a cover. I already no, got she has a rag. She cleans it like every ten minutes. I'm waiting, <laughs> like, waiting on mine to be delivered, but I already have a cover. Because that I for my guys, it doesn't matter who you are. Everyone's got disgusting, greasy hands. <laughs> I have a cup of my phone, and it hides my special new thing that arrived in the mail the other day. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, what are you going to do? This is real good podcast content. I have a card that sticks to my phone, and I pay wave with it. Yeah, no, Morgan just has... That's just my phone. Morgan has just... What Morgan's got is his... His bank has given him a small separate Visa card that he has taped to the back of his no, phone. No, it's, it's, I don't tape it. I know, it but sticks. no, no. I mean, I could just put my credit card between my phone and the case. I'm being some, I'm being somewhat disingenuous, but that's all it is. Very don't cool. Is that up. more or less cool than those little like uh, Fitbit style? Have you got a ch- Have you got a chance Very to cool. use? Yeah, it? I used it. It worked through the case and everything. It was literally just, I put it in my phone. I paid. It was it's like I had Apple. What do you guys think of? What do you guys think of the the, the, yeah, the, the Fitbit style armbands that I think would be great if you spent a lot of time at the beach or at a pool? Oh, uh, if you're a surf boy, for sure. Oh, no, the perfect use for them is um, Disneyland have those within uh, specific environments. They are awesome. I don't know that anyone needs them in real life. Hey guys, yeah, like I, like Disney. No, you know what you need. But this for. is cool though. Like no, Disney have them literally. You can pay for everything, but just no. You I saw Disney bucks. Uh, hotels with poolside bars. Yeah, but yeah. Disney also do that with Disney bucks or, because because I mean, if you have an alternate currency, people don't. We're gonna get chips in our wrist. Exactly. Like that's exactly what yeah, Disney do. Yeah. Technically, I could get I could take the chip out of this and put it in my wrist. There's all, but there's also there's the one. Yeah, perform the, surgery well, on yourself. The, the reason that I don't think people need those armbands is because they have those ads for them where they've really reached for uh, something that will be relatable, and it's maybe the least relatable instance of someone using a product I've ever seen. It's a guy skateboarding, and he buys something By from a, a shop that is against the edge of the skateboard skateboarding uh, bowl. Have you, not, have and you he, never been to a, he, have you never been to a skate shop? Like a, he a buys shop? something. Chris, you skip all the time. Those are like everywhere, Chris, right? have, you, have you ever bought a drink while skateboarding? You skate up, and also, by the way, guys, don't brag. They don't work that fast. Yeah, we well, not that what fast. What you got to do is you got to do it. No, the, they the, give the, it to you. And then you, 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 you it's on the edge of the ball. You do a six stall. You get like so many points just wrapping up yeah, while he, you're waiting there. Yeah, he does pay. not, he especially does if you've got um, like infinite grind and perfect balance. Exactly. Yeah. He does I'm not do a stall. Real he does not do a stall. <laughs> you don't know. It is straight up slow motion and it's crazy. Oh, the old slomo. Slomo. It's slomo. It's good old fashioned um, slomo. So. I think it's time we do our segments. Oh, no, I think we've got more to say about the pay web There was actually one thing I like to say. I don't... Time-wise, we are... All right. I have something, just one more thing to finish off the whole thing. Yeah, is there anyone else anyone wants to talk about about the movie general? No, I have a thing to say about the... <laughs> about, I have Oliver thing. doesn't want to talk about the movie. I've got another thing to say about toilets and whether or not we should give them bells and whistles. Please. I would just like to say... Wait, literal bells and whistles? Because I, I don't want to put my mouth near a toilet. I would, Unless I'm vomiting in it, I, I guess. See, I would like to do this. Even I, then, I'd prefer I don't to want anybody to steal this idea because I would like this to be... Well, don't fucking say it on a podcast. They've just got a bunch of new listeners. Let me finish. No! Because, okay. Ideally, I would like this to Didn't be my own it? life's yeah, work, but I can't guarantee that I will ever have the resources for that. Somebody needs to start... So you can just buy a, whatever this is. A company that makes anthropomorphized everything. 
I'm talking kettles, microwaves, oh. toilets, everything. Bins. I don't want to shit in something with like. A I face. want my house to be full of little subservient looking things that are like little robots. So like Beauty and the Beast. I so have you want, a you want like modern no, Beauty and the Beast. Like shit in something that's going to thank me like a modern I don't Beauty and the Beast. I do. I don't, I don't like even that. like there's Japanese toilets that can talk to you. That's too much. I don't want my toilet to be sentient. I put my poo in there. Having I don't want that thing having, to be able to tell me about my poo watching, unless it's how much it weighs. Having just started watching Westworld, sentience in, uh, in household objects probably not great. No, not, okay, no. Morgan, I don't mean genuine sentience. Sentience. I mean the illusion of sentience. I have a story. In a, in a, in a, no, a, I have a story that I have to follow. In a really fun, silly way. What I'm talking, no, 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 trust what me, I'm directly talking about what is uh, just appliances that thank you for using them okay. every time you use them. But what if it said, what if you shit in it and it says, mmm, yummy? Yeah, that's good. <laughs> so when Oliver was a kid, when Guys, Oliver was bears a... live in the toilet and you got to shit in the toilet to feed the bear. When Oliver was a, <laughs> that's a reference to something else. When Oliver was a little kid, he had a lot of dumb ideas because kids do. One of them was an. Why idea. are you talking about this? Like, no, it's no, like no. in the past. No, trust me on this though. Okay. This is because this is an idea that even now. Let's see how you feel about. It. He had an idea for a toilet. Now, the name that he gave this idea for a toilet is going to give away the concept. Oh, I know this. Yeah, because it was your idea. Yeah, I remember doing a drawing. The concept. I can try to find it and post it on Facebook. See if you can page. guess what the concept is. The name of the toilet is the person's mouth two thousand. <laughs> Oliver, would you like to elaborate on the person's mouth 2000? It was a hole that you dig in the ground and a person goes in it and you shit in their mouth. What? It's not even like a hole? Guys, controversial controversial opinion. I don't want shit in my mouth and I don't want to do shit in mouths. Now, maybe I'm a bit crazy. Maybe I'm not like everyone else. Okay, this podcast is just... This podcast is just the, my contemporary use for a thing that I've always done in most of my entire life, in which I would say and do and create things that are purely to confound other people and make do them Do you stand confused. by the concept? Oh, yeah. Oliver. No, this, no. Would you will, be willing to be the person's I actually have a mo- I actually have a modern-day version of this because I, I'm very much um, a, a scat entrepreneur. <laughs> it's oh, all about generalizing poop. This is a genuinely great idea, and I want you guys to see what you think yeah, of this. Yeah, I'm probably not going to like if it. If we can, if we if can, previous ideas are if we can ever yeah, create portals like the video game portal. Oh, I know this. Or the I'm video gonna, game portal. Too. I'm going to suggest that everybody needs to have a portal installed inside their butthole, so when they shit, it falls out in a facility that then burns it for fuel. <laughs> hey guys. This totally unfeasible idea would be great, right? Like this impossible idea would be real good if it could happen. Is this your way of telling us that you have a shit boner? He's definitely got a... Dude, do you poop in a condom and freeze it? Okay, you you would have to be such a despicable member of society to have to work within this facility because nobody wants to be there. Because imagine... Are you volunteering? um, Imagine the torrent that is all of the shit that's happening in the world on a second-by-second basis (laughs) burning. I imagine there's multiple facilities. Imagine that. Like, oh, it would be awful and totally unfeasible, but imagine it's infinite energy. It's infinite energy created also, by a purely fictional technology that won't ever exist. Also, imagine what would happen if an explosion went off. But ima- you also think because about there'd be so much. Oh, so much. But imagine For anyone who's watched season one of Preacher. Um, it have good ventilation, Luke. That yeah, so everyone would smell like shit then. It's just you like you can't ventilate it that well, or everywhere would smell like. It shit. It would be like you would have to just quarantine the entire area that's in. It's like people can't live here unless you want to smell. Nah, you know what? If you're just gonna have, no, no, just gonna have portals, just have put a different in, dimension. Dude, just put it in Chernobyl. This would you would no need, one yours, but you wouldn't need toilets anymore. Either. You don't but then it's toilets. just the, the radioactivity is gonna like turn it alive and make a bunch of fucking poo monsters. Shit, people. That would be bad. This episode of the podcast should just be called Problems with Sentience, and also we talk about punch drunk love. So, guys, was Alan Covert in this movie? No, he was not. He wasn't. No. Alan Covert was not in this movie, although Jonathan Logren was. He was yeah. the wrong number when he calls the hotel. Who's Jonathan Logren? Oh, okay. You know, that was enough. You yeah. know who I mean. Oh, that one. Yeah. Uh, you uh, know, we should, you know, Peter Dante's friend. We should continue <laughs> and explain who Alan Covert is, because we haven't mentioned it for quite a few sure. times. Sure. Uh, Alan, Alan Covert is... Um, he hasn't been in a couple, he, though. So. No, but he plays... He's uh, the, the roommate, Little Nicky. He's the caddy in in, uh, in Happy Gilmore's on the movie. He's just a from. frequent Adam Sandler collaborator. Yeah, yeah. He's a, so he's a friend. So we like to look for him in movies. Unsurprisingly, he's not in this movie, because... No. Um, doesn't need to be. <laughs> uh, in this one, let's do the Louis Guzman report. The Louis Guzman report. He's in this movie. He's in this movie. It's actually considering the um, people that are commonly just in um, Paul Thomas Anderson, Paul Thomas Anderson movies. movies. Doesn't have many of them. Yeah. Is Phil Simon Hoffman in others? Yes. yes. He's yes. in a lot of them. He's in Boogie Nights. Um, I... Is he in Inherent Vice? No, I think. No, it was, no that was made before he died. Yeah, I don't think he's. He may be, maybe a little bit in it. Um, I, I've got yeah, to watch. Louis Guzman is in like yeah. all of them. Yeah. Um, so. 
Equal representation in the media. We've had trouble with this next segment. Paul F. Tompkins is actually in a couple of them. Yes, is this one of the few movies he, that does. He was pass supposed the to be in Does it? I didn't. It does not. That's this movie does not. Pass it was the one of the few test. that I think it might have had a chance, but I don't. Because it's so centered, back, I don't think because it is so character driven by Adam Sandler's yeah. character. In the same way, that a lot of the comedies are, but you know, good in this one. This, yeah, uh, yeah, because it's so character driven, it doesn't. But My I think sister's it's, always talking about him. She's always talking about him. I yeah. think. It, I think this is the, okay. This is the problem. This is actually kind of an issue with the Beck Deltas, which is this movie doesn't pass it. But if you were purely to judge movies on the criteria of whether or not they pass the Beck Deltas, that would lump this movie with all these other ones. Mm. But this, even so is a much more thought-provoking in general, and it's hard to classify it yeah, the same way. this fits into the category. It's also about a relationship, though. We've established you can't really this, do a relationship this, this movie. Yes, it's very difficult, um, and it is just so much about Barry Egan. Yeah, like, it's, this movie doesn't pass the Bechdel test, but it's fine that it doesn't, because yeah. it's, it's like a, it's a character It's piece. not fucked that it doesn't. It's just a portrait of a man. It's not going to pass the Bechdel test. It's a moving portrait. Yeah. It's a living portrait. And there are still... Like, like twenty-four portraits, but a I would second. say that <laughs> in this country, still, there are still like like the, the love interest in this, despite the fact that like yeah, she doesn't. She's still a more fleshed-out character than a typical like yeah, typical like movie and love interest. It's 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 exactly she's a, she's a it's exactly what and all of his sisters are maybe not the best portrayal though because they're well no, but that's that's why a little bit one-dimensional that's, that's, bitchy people. Well, no, but I think that's also part. That's, yeah, it's a good movie because it has they're meant to represent what it, they do. To it him. has it has nice women and it has flawed women. It has all kinds of. It's women. got a lot of real bad women. Yes, but women are just a pile of cans. Like, yeah. <laughs> What's in the cans? Peaches. Um, I feel like it's peaches. It depends on the part of the body that it is. Peaches. And okay. Beans. Okay. No, you've no, you've got to fit it. Follow that up. Ah, uh, the head is full of beans because when you put beans on the ground, they look like brains. Flawless. Continue. That is a thing that yeah. I was yep, doing, sure. what, I, I've been watching Brooklyn Nine Nine. They are supposed to be. Genuine policemen in that movie—they use brains. It's a TV to, show. They use on. brains to trick someone into thinking that someone's been shot in the head. I don't think that would beans, work. Beans, I don't think that they use baked beans. Uh, no, no, beans are the brain. No, 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 no. Uh, well, you can't get you can't get um, canned bananas, but the brains should be bananas. <laughs> yeah, that's an in joke that no one will get. Yeah. Uh, okay, what's and the boobs? The boobs. Uh, the most important part of a woman. Spam. Spam. Yep. Spam. Yep. You're gonna go with disgusting meat. Uh, it depends on the woman. If it's a gross woman, it's spam. Uh, if it's a slightly less gross woman, it's like canned chicken. Yes, and the best that we can hope for from women is slightly less gross than spam. Uh, if it's a real piece of work, it's like dog food. I would much rather eat spam than canned chicken. Well, I, I know where you're going with this. I already have the idea for another one. The pussy is fish. I mean, I was going to say the butt is peaches, right? <laughs> Guys, I don't want to talk about this anymore. I just said the sentence, the pussy is fish. <laughs> Tagline for the episode, the pussy is ah, fish. We've got, we've got our first shirt made. <laughs> <laughs> it's a picture of Oliver's face and it just says, the and he's licking his lips. Actually, he's that, licking his lips and it says, the pussy is fish. That might be a good time to mention that this is far enough. We have merch in the store. Oh, it's check captured. it out. Do yeah. We? Yeah, no, yeah. okay, get this, guys. Is get it that VHS copy of the wedding? No, show? it isn't. I would, <laughs> I, would, I would like to explain this. So Morgan runs uh, He runs the social media that we do. He edits the podcast. He's... Morgan does all the real work. Morgan does all of the real work. So guess what Morgan what did when he introduced the first merch we did? He put some merch that is about himself. <laughs> we have a dirt bike done hoodie that nobody will want. It's the only thing, it's the only thing I could make, aside from the other two things, where I don't need someone to graphically design it. I would absolutely buy Gee, it. Gee, you do my unfortunate. That we don't have a you, graphic designer. You on do the need podcast. someone to design, design it. Something. Oh, he's a lazy piece of shit. You though. put words. Guys, you put words in the sleeves, and it looks bad. <laughs> Go to our website. Um, I, was, was I, I want to get one. The problem with this is you could design yeah, some great t-shirts, but you won't. I want Guys, the Odell's banana shirt to be like a big banana merch thing. I, we, we do need to do that. I want to do. I want. I did. A, I did like a soulless <laughs> drawing of Barry which I think is quite nice. Maybe. I just like look look at Sandy. Maybe lips. Design look how sad and empty his life. Maybe is. design Aww. some stuff then. Also look at her. She's got crazy lips. Look at her crazy lips. But she's like, oh, all shiny because she's a positive force Ooh. in his life. Oh my god, the dirt bike done hoodie is terrible. Can I say it? It's, it's, it's so bad. I mean, I mean, it's Morgan. It's Morgan. <laughs> it's so bad. It's, fuck, that's Morganized. Oh, that's so good. It's all you can do is. Break Are you going to buy one yourself? It's no. No, you should wear that and no one else. Yeah. It's just Dude, Morgan. you have to! That's so you! You have to have that hoodie! You have to buy that... So Morgan, buy good. that hoodie and then take it down from the store. 
And then every photo for the podcast, you're wearing that. You have to buy that hoodie just for you. You have to have that hoodie. It's a fucking expensive hoodie. How much is it? $75.99. Fuck off. No one's going to buy that yeah, hoodie. Yeah, it's got to be right. like 20 bucks less if you don't print on the sleeve. No, it's got to be like 40 bucks tops. Like, we're not making for that profit hoodie on that one. I couldn't bring it up anymore because that's just making that. I couldn't. Yeah. I was like, so we don't make profit. So we don't have merch, is what you're saying. Well, we don't no, really we have, have We merch. have t-shirts that you can buy that we make profit on. Well, okay. t-shirts. Let me don't use spreadshirt. Spreadshirt's not good. <laughs> this is a test of you like trying to put up an online store. I know that I don't do enough work to be the person that is allowed you to say... You could have just stopped the word work, yeah. Uh, is allowed to say that I have uh, creative control over the way we right. visually it's present this like podcast. The uh, yellow and Morgan, white is not good. I please ask you can change you, the colour. I please ask of you, Morgan, don't sell any merch that has writing on the sleeves. <laughs> please don't do that. But motocross shirts have writing on I the sleeves. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I don't give a I shit. I mean, we are the number one motocross podcast. If you got, it Someone's going to be real mad that I said that. It doesn't. But they're never going to hear this. It doesn't read on it though. What we know, what we need to do, if we're going to release a dirt bike done T-shirt, it needs to we look. Just shouldn't release it a needs dirt to bike look like t-shirt. one of those fucked, crazy long shirts that H and M have that has too much all over it. It needs to be aggressively youth based. No, no, no. I'm super excited that we have a somewhat questionably quality designed. It's a shit hoodie. That we've got in our no store. one's gonna That's buy way it. too much money. I really it's want to nev- see anyone ever no, buy it. It's, it's never gonna exist. It's, it's, it's an experiment. It's we're not losing anything by having no, but, no, but, no, but that's are. what I'm. But it's we point, yeah, we're losing the integrity of this podcast. <laughs> I disagree. The very limited integrity Look, that we have. Shut up, Luke. You've already, hey, you've already disavowed this podcast. No, yes. I've said I'm wrong. Prove him wrong. He's a bullshit lawyer. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Sure, go and buy the hoodies, guys. Please. I don't believe that you'll buy it. I don't believe. I don't believe you'll buy it. I dare you to give us money. And I. I mean, we don't make we don't any money make off money. it. That's true. It is promotion. We only make money off the normal yeah. T-shirt. Buy the dumb hoodie. Take a photo of it. Uh, email it to or Facebook us. Yeah, or Dylan. Tweet it, or what's it? What's what are, the, what are the socials? Tweet at us at the Adam Sandbox. Email us at the Adam Sandbox at Gmail. Uh, Facebook page the Adam Sandbox. Yeah, Instagram cool. the Adam Sandbox. For all that this, anybody's gonna. Yeah, it's buy almost it. like no one else thought it was a good idea to call something the Adam Sandbox. <laughs> For all that. This like the likelihood of anybody buys this hoodie. We may as well have a dirt bike that is that says dirt bike done that we are selling for ten thousand. That's, that's ten thousand dollars is not enough for a the, dirt bike. The, anyway. the problem with that is we have to fork out. For I, that. Pres- we I don't assume, have to pay for. Yeah, this. I assume that those hoodies would be made to order. Like so, yeah. I, I, yeah, I'm just saying I don't think that any of those hoodies are going to actually ever exist. No, <laughs> we'll figure it out unless I can bring myself to spend that much money on it. But I'm not saying you have to get if rid of the live show. I'm just saying I'll, it's I'll dumb as hell. If we do a live show ever, I will buy that hoodie and wear it on the live show. If we ever meet someone that buys you that... You can just end it there. If, you, if we ever meet someone, it'd be so nice. If we ever meet someone that buys that hoodie, I'm going to suggest that you reevaluate your life. <laughs> Chewy's Trivia Corner. That's just trivia. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there's so much trivia for this movie. Good. None of it's interesting. Oh. Okay. That doesn't surprise me. There's a couple that are a little bit interesting. The subplot, uh, the subplot of the film, what well, one of the subplots of the film, yes. was inspired by an actual Time Magazine article about David Phillips, a He's University of California civil engineer who stumbled upon a lucrative frequent flyer from Oh, cool. Wait, is that what it's based on? I think I have heard about that, that before. By purchasing 12,150 cups of Healthy Choice Pudding for just $3,000, he accumulated 1.25 million That's frequent awesome. flyer miles. That's I love That's stuff like great. that. Yeah. I think a lot, of, a lot of P.T. Anderson movies are, they've just got like a little shred of like... Boogie and I guarantee people have been extorted over sex line, over sex like well, right, mattress. I'm pretty sure Boogie, oh, yeah. I've actually read a really Maybe long, not that, but, but the general gist. There's a no, really, right. really, really long Hoffman. article. Yes, by Philip Seymour Hoffman, and he, he didn't actually, the reason he died is he was killed by someone who was real mad about him extorting him over phone sex lines out of his mattress. Too soon, um, perhaps in Utah. But it's, this isn't related, but Boogie Nights is actually based on like a real relationship that a... Uh, big old criminal had with a porn star and I highly recommend that you guys look that up if you want to read something that's very fascinating okay I will um, <laughs> fun things about uh, we were talking about the sound design and yes. the score of this movie uh, earlier on P.T. Anderson has a very good sound design um, this was done by the composer John Bryan and um, oh like as in B-R-I-O-N yes yeah yep yeah, yeah. I'm familiar with his work he's um, very good this is did he do Eternal Sunshine? I don't know. Um, but when he did this movie... I'm going to check that. One of the things that they did was... It was composed while they were still shooting it. And he would play some of the score on set to kind of 
influence the tone of that's the cool. scene going on. So that's interesting. And also, um, he his long term relationship with um, Marilyn Ricecub ended while they were making this film. So he ended up having to. Uh, do a lot oh, of composing yeah. while watching his ex-girlfriend on screen for eight hours a day. He did do Eternal Sunshine. That's the sister who's nice, but not in the end. Also, oh. the only he, sister who is an actress. He did, um... Oh, because the other ones, all they all look the same. They're all so... Like, yeah, they're similar. all, um, relatives um, and not... Jim Bryant did the music for Heartache, Magnolia, Punch Drunk Love, Eternal Sunshine. Oh, yeah, it's... Did you say very, that... Very... It, it, like, it, it's all similar, kind of, thematically, I guess, in... in I have a hard time sometimes... Totally, I think, more than actual content. But Marilyn Ricecrub's a good actor, and she's been in a lot of really funny stuff and a lot of good dramatic stuff, but, like I, have the rest hard, of development. but I have a very hard time not remembering that she's Gail the Snail from <laughs> um, It's Always Sunny. <laughs> she is. She fucking is. I forgot about that. Uh, a couple of other working titles included, as I said before, Punch Drunk Knuckle Love. Yep. And a uh, fun little tidbit on that, when he punches the shit out of the wall in his office... And he, he cuts up his knuckles and they start bleeding. The the cuts spell out the word the word love on his knuckles. I thought oh, they really? looked I thought they looked like something, but I couldn't quite yeah. make it out. Uh, other titles included just desserts and the X Four Project. None of those are good titles. No. The X Four Project. Punch Drunk Love is is fine. I mean, working titles are often as well, just like nothing. That was a secret. It was like the uh, Blue Harvest. Blue Harvest, A New Hope, working title. Um, and being as though this is actually a, a decent film, I don't want to give... It's a film as opposed to a movie. Yeah. I don't want to give five-star reviews of just people saying, this is a good film. Because yeah. it is. Because uh, uh, A one-star review? The one-star review. I yes, feel like please, this podcast please. can function as, like, essentially a five-star review. 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 Oh, yeah. <laughs> to be very clear, um, we all loved this movie, right? You need to watch this movie. You should. If I you mean, not good. This may be very uncomfortable, but I understand it was meant to do with hats. In, in a great it, way. It's very, like, so it's it was, very... It, uh, it was a hassle to watch it's this very movie. Evocative. It's a very evocative film. Yeah. Oh, agreed. No. It, it was... Oh, good movie. I was, I was kind of like, I don't really want to watch this. But then by the end, I was like, I'm really glad. In all seriousness, yeah. if anybody's listening to this and I haven't seen that many um, P.T. Anderson movies, I reckon you watch all of them. Because the way I would describe them... All of them after the other? Or is that bad for you? No, they're all good. They're all really good. Um, Boogie Nights is great. He started making very long movies lately, if you can, yeah. deal, if you can deal with that. Um, he started making very long movies. They're still really good. You saw Inherent Vice, didn't you? Yes. Inherent Vice is pretty good. I've, I've read the book. I've read it's an adaptation, so it's a little different. Um, the book's great. The Master's pretty good. I'd like to see it again, though, because that's also very long. Master of Skies. But the thing that I'd like to say... The, I think the thing that's the good... The Master of Scientology. The thing that's good about P.T. Anderson is that he makes very artistic movies, but they're not... They're like ordinary people with a ton of gravitas, but they don't have... They're not that pretentious, is what I like a lot about them. Because there was that time that we went... They don't take themselves that seriously. Well, that's the best thing. That's the thing about him, because he knows a lot of comedians. He's very interested in comedy. He's, um... He's quite Comedy! A, he's a cool guy. We have a lot of comedic actors in them. I mean, oh, yeah, Adam yeah. Sandler. That's yeah, like, he, he made... Because he, he's had Paul F. Tongans because he made, he used to go to Largo all the time in America. He's very in with the American comedy scene. But um, when we went to see The Master at the Astor, yep. there was a QA and a where he was telling everyone that his favourite movie, because he watched it recently, was Ted. Ted. Yeah. Because he's a cool... He's just a cool guy. He's a very open-minded but talented person. I highly recommend... And apparently likes pretty mediocre movies. I don't think Ted was that good. Dive into his shit. Like his toilet that says "Great job." You dive in and it goes, up. and it goes. You're not a poop. I great, don't want great this. job, PT. Get out. Great job, PT Anderson. This poop is almost your best creation, next to Boogie Nights. Uh, let's rattle off some of these reviews. Uh, see if you can guess what kind of a person came to watch this movie and didn't like it. <clears throat> kind of a boring movie, and I'm a huge fan of Adam Sandler. Oh God, <laughs> the kind of person that would not like our podcast. <laughs> Uh, another one. I'm an Adam Sandler fan. Sand fan. But, but this one, the wife and I couldn't even finish watching. Got one star because it had Adam Sandler in it. Wait, what? As it would get Adam zero Sandler isn't worth the whole star. Adam uh-huh. Sandler. This is this is the best he's ever been at this point <laughs> in his career. Like as working through movies, the chronic look like movies right, from no, 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 no. Wedding Singer was genuinely good. No, but this, he's still a better actor in this than he was yeah, in Wedding Singer. I'm not saying Wedding Singer's like, a great movie, but this is the best he's ever this been. This is like genuine trumps. This is like, yeah, yeah, you can put him in movies and like, I still, I don't know that he always makes great movies, but he can be good. He's a yeah. good actor. When uh, he, when he you, commits. Uh, I'll give you one last one. It's a little bit longer, but it's still not long because the kind of person who thinks this is a bad movie can't really form coherent sentences. And that kind of went out the window when I stumbled over my yep. words. Yep. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> By Rarus, titled... 
Prob worst movie I've seen in a while. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I could not make to 20 minutes. Prob, prob worst movie I've seen in a while. Those <laughs> what the title? <laughs> wait, wait. Did That's he? the title. Okay. Did he copy, copy and paste? paste no, he typed it twice. Or did he type he it twice? twice. Guys, are we pretentious? <laughs> <laughs> Those loud drums in he background made me one punch the TV. <laughs> It Wait, one made... punch? Like one punch man? The anime? Like the hillbilly. Yeah, they, made me one TV. punch the TV. Wait, it one was... two or one punch? Like W-A-N. One, one, one two punch. Oh, so water punch. Okay, yeah. Okay. yeah. I thought it was one punch. Um, like one punch yeah, the TV. I thought he punched TV and broke it. Yeah, that'd be safe. In one punch. It was way too loud. Couldn't hear the dialogue. That's it got the point. really confusing and frustrating because the sound didn't make sense It's supposed to make you confused and anxious. Maybe this movie was supposed to be weird. Yep. But it must be some kind of balance. Like I said, I had to turn it off. Horrible. I mean, stop. I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know that we are, like... Pretentious or elitist. Oh, I'm, I'm definitely a pretentious person. Yeah. Sometimes, but like, I, 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 I get, I'm okay with it. I get it that like this movie's not for everyone. That's fine. You can be pretentious and still be an okay person. I hope. Maybe someday I'll find out. Yeah, you're not a good example of that. No, but I, <laughs> but I have, I, I have. One day one. you'll meet one. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Guys, so maybe, maybe one day, maybe one day I, uh, I'll look in the mirror and not feel like Adam Sandler does in this movie. <laughs> it's just that not every movie can achieve the universal acclaim that is. I'm gonna master, break your windows now. Master of disguise, of course. Yeah. Um, no, some movies aren't for everybody. Movie. Next week's movie. Oh, one movie is. It's called Master of Disguise. <laughs> <laughs> so next week we are watching. Uh, I think Adam Sandler's. I mean, we haven't watched one yet. So his first foray into animated films, which yep. is Eight Crazy Nights. Uh, it's a film. Is about there any more? Is it the only one? Hanukkah. I don't remember. Maybe. Be, it's surprising. Movie. I feel like he must have done anyway, some... Wait, wait. Like, you think he doesn't... We got Transylvania. That oh, it's Hotel Transylvania. I was, I was trying to think about it. Like, yeah. I figured he must have done a big... So, um, that's like uh, animated film clips to his old music, didn't he? I don't know. I mean, he was animated. I, I was there just, was, I was, was scenes of him being animated. I was just... Uh, like he must, yeah, I figured he must be been saying, I mean, Jerry Seinfeld is in B-movie. <laughs> Everybody's done <laughs> Guys, can we... I know it's not even remotely an episode of movie, can we do a podcast about B-movie? We watch B-movie every week. What's the deal... With the fact that we're all dying. No, that, I haven't seen that movie, but, I, but, I, but I've heard I've heard over and over again the craziest thing about the movie is that the woman definitely wants to fuck the bee. <laughs> like, uh, has a rem- how is that not one hundred percent something we would want to watch? It has like the bee has a romantic relationship with a grown, <laughs> oh, dude, a full guys, woman. That's guys, extremely progressive. Guys, okay, a so full woman. We do the podcast. Not a half woman, like half of a guys, of a stack of bees. We do that podcast. Yeah, not like not like a not pile of like, cans that someone's knocked over. Look, I didn't even say Kansas. Time. It's just a I know what you beat. meant. We should just do that podcast. Uh, but we Call are doing B grade movies. Very good. But yeah. we are doing uh, Eight Crazy Nights uh, next week. Now, hopefully, by the time it's released, it'll be relatively close to the the holiday season, so it'll fit in because it's a Hanukkah movie. I don't know. I don't know when Hanukkah is. It's around the same time as Christmas. That's about as much as I know. I don't, I don't know, know when this will come. I don't out say anymore because I'm more I, of a Kwanzaa guy. I feel like I feel like my. Uh, I feel like my ignorance is bordering on slightly anti-Semitic because I could look this up and I'm not. Why uh, are you wearing your hat like that? Looks like looks like an idiot, right? Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, why are you wearing your hat like a swastika? That's, that's good. <laughs> oh, I folded it like this, and you, it's an origami. Heart, let's hit a heart eject. Heart eject. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> I would like to leave. I watched Eight Crazy Nights. Uh, you can't. You I remember watching Eight Crazy. Shut up, Morgan. I remember watching Eight Crazy Nights years ago and, and quite enjoying it. But I can say the same with a lot of these movies that in that I now didn't enjoy that much. But we'll see. Um. I remember it being a pretty wacky movie, even by Adam Sandler standards, because it's animated. Um, yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen it, actually. I remember wanting to see I it. I haven't seen it. So, yeah, tune in in... Uh, well, I guess you will next week. Tune in in uh, seven crazy nights to hear our podcast next week. <laughs> Let's go. Smash a bed. I'm very tired. <laughs> well, you're going to need it to sleep then. I'm going to go Don't do a poo in a toilet. Smash it with a hammer. I'm going to go do a poo in a toilet. It's going to tell me how great I am. <laughs>